Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Phones to silent, doors to cross-check, hold on to your hats. This is Five Yard Rush, your fantasy football podcast, with your hosts, Stocks, Sparky, Murph and Nick. Yo, what's going on Rush Nation? Stocks and Murph back once again, gracing your ear holes with our sultry tones. Ah, oh, Murph, how are you? Good, it feels like a while since I've been here and yet it's only been two weeks. I know, I, I was here, it was freezing, I was wrapped up with a coat and scarf last week and you were, I presume, you tell you where you were, you were in your spare room, I think. Uh, I was in sort of my lounge, it's like the end of my lounge opposite the kitchen. And the door was open. Uh, we don't have a door to the kitchen. The win- but no, no, the window, there was some form of outside door oh, or window. Oh, the conservatory. Uh, okay, so I thought you were sitting there in the depths of winter whilst I was freezing my cojones off down here in the studio and you're sat at home with the window open. I was like, what are you doing, man? There's madness. No, I think uh, I think it was open because the... I think I was doing like washing or something. Or we're done washing earlier and I just left the door open. Something like that. No, Domestics, nice. domesticated man, 21st century, all that malarkey. Yeah, well, we can now put that into title. Last week was your haircut and this week's Murph's domestication. <laughs> Happy 50th podcast, Rush Nation. It's been a year, well, since the last recorded podcast is available for you to listen. This is actually our 50th podcast, and it's it's been a roller coaster, an absolute roller coaster. It's it's mental. Um, I've not been here for 50, so <laughs> no, this is true. But um, no, it's I mean it's it's quite an achievement to to do this for a year, well, especially you and, and 50 podcasts. It's um, 
you know, people people think this is just really easy that you can just sit there and waffle and and just talk about what you want. And, and to be honest, you know, for the most part, it, it, it's simple in the sense of we do just get together and we have a natter and we pretty much record it. But there is plenty of planning and time you spend editing and um, time we spend putting this together, the notes, uh, guests, the research, actually watching games and podcasts and, and content. And then we write content now as well. It's just a really evolved. If you think back to a year ago and you think it was you and Stocks in on your on your kitchen table yep now we've got a studio yep <laughs> it was yeah me and Sparky pretty much no preparation no notes and somehow winged it for the first season and it's just evolved into this killer monster that is rolling along quite nicely so thanks for sticking with us I suppose for 50 podcasts over a year and if you're new to 5 Yard Rush welcome to the family it's going to be a ride trust us yeah and for those of you that have been here since the beginning really appreciate it and for those of you that joined Whenever you joined, um, you know, some of you have gone back and listened to the very first podcast, so thanks for that. And um, some of you have not, and that, and that's, you know, fine too. Um, as with anything, it's always about fine-tuning and getting better with what we do. Um, I'm sure if you and me listen to some of the early ones we did together and some of the early ones, we'll probably cringe a little bit. But... Oh, I, I, if I listen to the first ever <laughs> podcast now, I'm not sure what would happen. I think I'd give up thinking, wow, that was terrible. But I think... Um, I think what's what's good is that we're going to go through, um, I think, some of the highlights. So if you've missed some of the highlights we mentioned, maybe go back and listen to those because there, there's been a lot of highlights and a lot of funny uh, aspects. And we try and remember all the podcasts and the dates they were on. Uh, I do well, we'll do our best. And um, but yeah, there, there's some really good material. We've got we've had some cracking guests on. We've had a lot of highs on the pod, and I wouldn't say no lows, but very, very, very few. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a hoot and looking forward to the next 50. Yeah. I would also like to thank everybody that commented and liked and abused me on Facebook for my article about the Patriots being a sweet shop. I appreciate every single one, except the guy who went off rambling about chocolate puns. It was absolutely brilliant. And I salute <laughs> you, sir. I don't remember your name. but Yeah, that was it was quite a nice bit of interaction with NFL UK fans and... People don't like the Patriots. I've decided this. No, I mean, I, I, I can't say I've just decided it. It's blatantly obvious from every post that goes on any form of social media. So there's just a couple of things I want to say that just as an additional thanks. Um, there's three people that moderate that group. So Stuart Love, who we will have on the podcast shortly. Liz Bandiari, who you'll find at uh, uh, NFL Girl UK. And Roger Groves, who again is someone we're looking to get on who's got a lot of experience. Those three pretty much run the site. I think there's a few other admins. Claire DeBear, I think, is one. And there's a few others. But that that site in particular, where all the interaction came from, those guys do an, an incredible job. And I know there were some comments that I was very sarcastically replying back to because they were stupid, to be perfectly honest. And I think, uh, you know, you never expect when you put content out that people are 100% going to love it. And, and that's fine. It's an opinionated opinion. So... People are going to have a divisive opinion and then have a problem with opinions that are, you know, contrary to ours. But let's do it in a way that is, you know, at least criticise the article, you know, how it's written or uh, you just didn't like the structure of it or whatever. It's fine just to say, I don't like it. I, I didn't read it. It's just stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why? What? There's one guy, right? Imagine having the time to spend writing this or something like that. And I replied, imagine having the time to leave a comment. Yeah, <laughs> if you haven't read it, why comment? Exactly that, and I think that that's the problem. But those guys in particular do um, a really good job. 
moderating that group and they I know they've got rid of people and on that group that are perhaps just really, really abusive. But it's a shame that people uh, really don't like the Patriots. I know that there's the cheating scandal, but if I'm honest with you, every team in the NFL has cheated. And if you don't believe me, um, send us a DM and I'll send you a cheating example. Oh, there's going to be some heat because, there. I love it. No, because I, no, I, I, I'm being genuinely serious. I found articles where there's documented evidence of cheating from every team. Oh, well, don't give an example, them. like the Steelers. The Steelers, Mike Tomlin tripped up uh, Jacoby Jones a few years ago when he was returning a punt for a touchdown. He tripped him up on the sideline, tackled him so he couldn't score a touchdown. And that stood? Well, you can't... You, like, the other, he do. got fined. You know, <coughs> we can go to the Saints and Bounty Gate. Um, I'm not excusing any of these behaviours. I'm not saying that, it, oh, it tick for tack. But just remember that if you support a team that's not the Patriots and you hate the Patriots because they cheated... Your franchise has probably done something in the past that is also not worthy of celebrating, and it's not the fans themselves that have committed the crime. So if you don't like the Patriots, that's fine. Don't rag on Patriots fans for being Patriots fans, I think is the message I'm trying to say out. And do you know what? If you don't like them, fine. But you don't need to just shut down every Patriots post uh, when someone is celebrating, because do you know what? You wouldn't like it if it was you, and you wouldn't like it if... Uh, you were celebrating something and, and someone just rubbed your nose in it for, for no reason other than the fact they don't like your team. It's just a bit childish. It's so. not even my team. And it's not even your team. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, the guy's not a Patriots fan. It was funny. I, do you know what? It brought much amusement. And there were some brilliant comments. The one, yeah, the one with the chocolate puns and started a separate thread. That, that, kudos to that guy. If, even if you don't like something, put a positive spin on it. Just like, that's a great way to take a Mickey out of a, yeah, yeah. Out of a post. And I think that's, I can swallow those posts with a lot because at least there was a bit of an intelligent thought to it. Yeah, the guy has tried with his comments. So yeah, kudos yeah, to exactly. you. And and big shout out to all32.co.uk as well. They had me on their podcast to talk about the article, which was pretty cool because I just wrote it on a rainy lunch break at work, not expecting anything to come from it. And I think I nearly broke Facebook and then got a guest appearance on another podcast. So <laughs> shout out to you boys. A uh, little spoiler alert, they are coming on our Thursday podcast to do a state first half of state of the franchise results or... or Conclusion, I suppose the right word is there. We just see where the, where the teams currently sit as we're getting into a very busy part of the season with uh, free agency and the draft. We'll look at what the teams are going to be doing differently in 2019, some areas of need, uh, have there been coaching changes, etc. So that's kind of the point because it's always nice to look forward to something as opposed to always looking back. And this isn't going to be a review of each team in 2018. It'll be a quick mention of their record and where they got to, but it's more about the players that are leaving in free agency and some of the gaps and maybe some of the targets they might be looking at in the, in the draft, at least from a position perspective. So fans of, of those teams, you can get a bit of an understanding from our perspective where uh, they might be looking and, and adding. So that's kind of the point of it. It's where you are as it stands today or whenever we do the recording. So, and it just is a bit of a bit of stock. And, and if you want to add some comments afterwards, interact with our Facebook group, Rush Nation, or our Facebook page, Fiber Rush, or also on Twitter. So um, we're always keen for comments, even if they are negative. We do enjoy them. Um, you might, if they're just really stupid, you might get a Saki comment back from me. But if they're uh, at least somewhat critical of a piece of work that is intelligent enough, then you know we'd like to hear them because we're not always right and we make mistakes. And we're here to obviously put things out there for, for fans and, and make the, the fan base better and we want to keep NFL live 365 not just shut it down now that the, now we're in the off season so uh, well, we'll be writing pieces to 
keep that alive. Yeah. Also, shout out to Sean from the NFL UK group. Started the Dynasty League, wanted a bit of help, so we're helping him out with that. And some guy wanted to get rid of kickers, and everybody knows that we love the kickers here at Five Yards Rush. So sorry, mate, you're not commish. Kickers are staying. There's some good people in there. Uh, sort of Neil Elliott's one fan I picked out. He's a Seahawks fan. I see him interacting on quite a few different groups. And I think he was saying he's been a Seahawks fan for 30 years. Yeah, yeah. So, like, cracking effort. Um, for people that have been fans for that long um, amazing I can't wait to sort of have a chat with you when the league sort of gets going and I'm sure we'll chat at some point and um, get to know each other better because that's, that's why I quite like these random leagues you just get to meet real fans of, of teams you don't really associate with so uh, kudos to you pal um, wanted to give you a mention uh, yeah, we get to represent the podcast in another league as well. So, you and me teaming up. Yeah, well Thanks. it's happened once and we won it so watch out guys <laughs> we're fire damn I think that's probably it for shout outs we've got some news we're going to do some i don't know what reviews and thoughts and insights from previous episodes and then murph streets is basically stacking out the podcast i've got some form of quiz that he's told me i'm gonna fail miserably at. it's not really a quiz it's more i'm gonna ask you some questions to guess some of the stats put together from the podcast that i've spent a bit of time over so it's a quiz you ask questions I give answers sort of it's not going to be a right wrong kind of thing well it will I'll be wrong <laughs> well that's fine but yeah right well let's do some news now I picked Murph up from the station standard Tuesday afternoon behaviour and we were talking about Kyler Murray now he's declared he wants to be a quarterback in the NFL and will pay back his signing bonus to the Oakland A's he's already received 1.3 mil of this so he's going to need to give it back the A's do not receive a compensatory pick because he said no, it's just a bit harsh, I feel, considering they I don't know when they drafted him. Murph, Kyler Murray, is he the best quarterback in the draft now he's declared properly? From a talent perspective, as in natural ability to play the game, I would say probably. But from being NFL ready, I would say no. Because you're going to have guys in this in this world who are naturally gifted but aren't successful. For whatever reason, sometimes it's mentality, sometimes it's uh, personality, sometimes it's work ethic, sometimes it's, it is physical attributes. And I think it's the physical mixed in with maybe some of the leadership side of things I think is going to be difficult for him to overcome. Now, I'm not one of these traditionalists. You've got to be six foot three, six foot four, 230, 240 pound quarterback to play the game. Baker Mayfield has proven that you can be six foot and and 210 uh, Russell Wilson 511 and and 215 you know but those guys are exceptional at what they do from a talent perspective but from a leadership and personality perspective Kyler Murray is a freak athlete there's nobody anybody that gets drafted in the MLB first round with the ninth pick is 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 a proof and then go on to win the Heisman nobody's doubting his uh credentials as a, a skilled athlete in whatever it is he chooses to do he says football today but um I, I do think that, that that could change, and I'll explain why in a minute. I just think that I, I don't know. I don't like the way he's handled this situation. And it might be bad advisory. It might be. But to not have just come out, when he put his name on the combine list, you knew, I knew, everyone knew he was going to go over to the combine and try and get drafted. So why deny it for three weeks? Why go to the senior bowl, not answer the question? Why go on Dan Patrick and look silly talking about Gatorade colours and and sponsorships and not talking about answering the question. Um, the same with Rich Eisen. He did every show in America. And clearly it was to boost his profile. And clearly this is 
driven by cash. And I think maybe he does want to play football over baseball, but I think it's monetary upfront cost is what he's looking for. Um, because he's going to throw away $4 million with the A's, and if he goes in the first round, he'll get five. So that's basically what he's kind of factoring in and looking at. So I don't know. I just think I don't like the way he's handled it, and I think NFL teams will see right through it. It's a small market. He's gambling on five teams because I think the other 26 don't pick him. Which five teams then? I If I'm... So in my head, the teams I think that would entertain looking at a quarterback this year New York Giants and they've already said they don't like his hand size and they're not I mean they haven't openly said they're not interested but the noises they're already making says they're not interested Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars the Denver Broncos the Miami Dolphins and the Washington Redskins they're the five teams I look at the league and say probably could do with a quarterback Mm. and you know, you could make a case for one or two others, but I don't think the Giants take him because they've effectively got the pick of the board. Because unless someone trades up above them, which could happen, they're the first team that needs a quarterback to go, and then Jacksonville Jaguars are right behind them. And you've got trade back candidates, Oakland and Tampa Bay probably look the two best trade back candidates. So they're the two that are probably most entertaining and move backwards because they don't they're not going to take a quarterback. You could argue Tampa needs one, but they're not going to they've publicly declared they're going to back Winston so well let's hope so he's my franchise QV now well no he's I mean he's there for a year and we see what happens but um, so if it's a small market to gamble on and if he doesn't go to any of those teams plus you've got free agency you've got Nick Foles out there potentially um, you've got Joe Flacco out there people might want to sit and wait to the 2020 class I think if he doesn't go in the first round he doesn't play football so I think if you're not going to take him in the first round I wouldn't draft him because I think he goes back to baseball because then the money goes too much the other way. I think he's gambling and he's advertising himself to be a first-round pick for the cash. And I, I could be wrong in this opinion. I'm not saying I've read this anywhere. But well, no, I like it. That's, I like that's my take. But I, if it was me, I think the guy's got supreme talent. I've said it on here before. I just <coughs> don't know if I fancy him to be my franchise QB. No, that's fair. You know, I don't want him at Denver. I think he's too small. I don't think he suits the way Cortland, Sutton and Hamilton play as wide receivers. I think you're much more Drew Locks, the kind of guy who would slide into Denver really well with John Elway's type of quarterback. But he needs to work on a few things. He's not NFL ready. If, if I'm honest, yeah, I, I like Drew Lock over, over any of the other QBs as a longer term prospect. If Drew Lock had to play tomorrow, if I had to pick a QB, I'd had to start tomorrow. It'd probably be Haskins. But I I think long-term... Do I think Drew Locke is going to have a Hall of Fame career? No. But I think he's going to be a solid quarterback. He's not going to be flashy. He's not going to set the world alight. He's not going to do all these absolutely amazing things. He's not the new Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be... I'm trying to think of a relatively decent example of a quarterback that's quite steady that... He does throw a pretty football. He does. It's, it's, he's got pretty action. Sometimes he struggles when he drops back. But um, I would say he's probably in the Eli Manning in his prime. Okay. Ilk. <laughs> Nicely finished off. It's I like prob- the in his prime ilk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the sense of Eli was never the best quarterback around. But he worked hard. He had the right tenacity. And he got results. And I think that's what Drew Locke will be. He'll never be the... He'll never be a Brady, a Rodgers... Uh, uh, Russell Wilson, he'll be 
an industrial quarterback that will make do with his system, but his character is second to none. I think probably the best of the quarterbacks in the class. Nice. Well, we've smashed into the pod already, and we've got lots to hit through. So I'm gonna <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do the other bits of news quick, and then we'll talk about Kareem Hunt at the end. So the Buccaneers have released defensive end Vinnie Curry. They're gonna make eight million next. He was due to make eight million next year. Sorry, but he's been released with no penalty. The Panthers have re-signed Eric Reed to a three-year deal worth a cool twenty-two million dollars. The Falcons have added former Chiefs DC Bob Sutton as a senior assistant. I don't know what that means. Just he's as... basically a senior assistant coordinator to on the defense. Okay, so he's found a job basically. Uh, well, cracking! There's some big stuff here. Uh, the AAF launched this week with huge success. Viewing figures were more than the marquee NBA game on Saturday night, which tells you something that football is still the biggest watch sport in America, yeah. even if it is a brand new game of of who knows what. Uh, I think it was quite successful, um, not just from the viewing figures, but you know it's been somewhat endorsed by the NFL because it's aired on NFL Network. Um, it's aired on CBS. Um, you've got some interesting players. Quite a few have previous experience in the NFL I think everybody wants to see an NFL developmental league including the NFL and there were some you know some interesting scores I mean for me there was only really one standout game I didn't watch all of it which is the, the Salt Lake Stallions and the Arizona Hotshots which finished uh, 38-22 to the Hotshots uh, the team I'm backing the Orlando Apollos having hailed from Orlando with uh, my favourite head coach of all time Steve Spurrier you know winning 40-6 to and it was a demolition Yep. Um, but what I loved about that game was the Sky Judge. So this this has to come into the NFL. Um, I don't know. Did you see this? Did you I, see I, I haven't. So what they do is is brilliant. Basically, they have a conversation. There's someone in a box up high, and they're getting the replays. But you on the telecast can hear the communication between the referee and the Sky Judge. So on this, there's a play which went for a touchdown, and it was called an incomplete pass by the Apollos. And the receiver's down. And when you first look at it, you think, yeah, it's incomplete pass. The the ball, he's sort of got the ball in his hand and the ball hits the ground and he hasn't completed the motion of a catch. But upon review, and the woman's going through, yeah, it looks like this call's going to stand. It looks like it's going to be an incomplete pass. He doesn't complete the move. Wait, hold on a minute. Can you just reverse the tape just a second there? Okay, so from this angle, I can see that the receiver has got uh, an elbow down before the ball then hits the ground. That does complete the motion of a catch. Therefore, this call should be overturned. Let me just look at it again. Yep, this call should definitely be overturned. That is a complete pass. That is a touchdown to Orlando. And it's brilliant to talk through and actually see them go one way than the other and see it as the evidence was going through because it really explained the thinking of like what they're doing and the angles they look at and what they do. And that alone, that has to come into the NFL because it was brilliant watching to see that process go through. Yeah, they do that in rugby, don't they? Where the referee asks for a video referral yeah. and then it goes up to the man who's watching it, and you can hear them talking through the headpieces and stuff. And it's brilliant, and that, that's kind of what you want to see when you're when you're watching the game because you get a better understanding of the catch rule and and all these other rules that are going on, the ones that are a bit contentious. So um, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was a, a good watch, and um, long may it continue. Yeah, no, absolutely. They got no TV timeouts, which is nice. No kickoffs. The ball just starts on the twenty-five. No onside cook kick. Twelve-yard gain from the twenty-six required. Yeah, it's basically like a fourth and twelve kind of scenario. Right. So if you don't get the twelve yards, then you turn the ball over at the twenty-six uh, or wherever the ball gets completed. So if it's like shorter than twelve yards, it'll be from there. 
So, so you're ba- you're basically in your own red own red zone if you get it wrong. Yeah. Well, that's a penalty. Yeah. So that's but you're chasing the game at that point. Um, it moved really quickly. It wasn't long. Um, yeah. Okay. Look, it's not to the same standard, but I I thought it was personally really enjoyable. The games I saw and it will I, get better as well. That's the thing. Absolutely. But the one thing I will say, the app is rubbish. What it app? is awful? They've got an app, and I thought with the app you'll get some like in play updates or just the whole thing was like this this experience is going to allow you to control or make selections on like the play beforehand and what would you do it is absolutely rubbish <laughs> it's absolutely awful and and they have sacrificed the stats so I'm going through after the game you can't get stats on the app you can't even get the box you just see what the score is you can't go into it and see the yards or who made the big plays or anything like that? You have to go to the website to do that. It's really annoying. It's sure, a crap app. Surely, in today's technological world we live in, that will be quickly adjusted. I hope so. You'd think they'd have people on that. That app is, is one of the worst apps I've ever seen. Because they did the same thing with the fantasy, didn't they? They haven't allowed any other people to be able to make a fantasy format for it so they could control the fantasy rights for it and stuff but then when it came to it they hadn't actually sorted it out no so the fantasy unless you had somebody who could i think matt Harmon tweeted out that his office had set one up themselves which you know he works for yahoo fantasy so i imagine there's somebody in that building who could do that sort of thing it made stuff for like you and me really difficult but then i would have been useless at it because i would have just been picking best available because but then we would have done it together and I would have used your prior experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how well I would have done. But listen, it's fun, it's a fun league and um, you know it's got to step up on the Vince McMahon XFL, which comes into play next year. And you never know if there's a holdout in the uh, collective bargaining agreement in 2021. You might see some real players come in and, and play in this league to keep fit and, uh, and keep going because it could be a sustained holdout. So um, I hope the AAF stays. Um, it's, uh, it's a good league. It's fun. Uh, designed to not have loads of injuries or loads of time wasted. So, big fan. Liked it. Right, I'm going to read the next headline and Murphy's going to explain it because it is quite difficult to understand if you don't know about it. <laughs> so, Joe Vitt has joined his son-in-law, Adam Gaze, in New Jersey as the outside linebackers coach for the Jets. Now, this is an exciting appointment for the neutral fans because of previous history with Greg Williams. Jim Bob Cooter has also joined the staff as a running backs coach. Now, Murph... Hit them with what you told me earlier, because... This blew your mind, didn't it? It did, yeah. Okay, so back in 2012, Joe Vitt was on the same Saints coaching staff as Greg Williams. In fact, Greg Williams effectively reported into Joe Vitt. And in 2012, for those of you that don't know, um, there was a scheme that was being run by Greg Williams, and it was called Bounty Gate in the end, which basically meant that Greg Williams had a slush fund of money. Um, that he paid to players when they took out opposing players on the other team out of the game. So, um, you know, a big hit that might lead to a concussion or a leg injury or rib injury or whatever it might be. If that opponent left the game, then Greg Williams would reward the person who made the tackle or that play to get that person out of the game with cash. The reason this has got a bit heated and how I... I I, I really hope that the Jets get on hard knocks now because I want to see how this all plays out. So to summarise the, the long story short, the, this whole thing went to court. So Sean Payton was banned a year. Greg Williams got, I think he got a year, maybe just a bit under. Uh, Joe Vitt got um, six games. So Joe, 
how it's claimed is that Greg Williams said that when the NFL started to find out and sniff around what was going on with the scheme, he wanted to stop. And he blamed Joe Vitt because he said Joe ordered him to continue with the scheme because it was working, it was yielding results. And Joe Vitt in court questioned some of the legitimacy of some of the witnesses that were presented, but he also flat out called Greg Williams a liar. (laughs) So he actually said, that's absolutely not true. Um, I did not order him to do this. I did not. Um, but his job was to oversee what Craig Williams was doing. So he's culpable by not doing his job properly. Uh, as to how much he knew, he didn't know that that's sort of the question mark. That The league found him guilty enough to ban him for six games. But then ultimately, Joe Vitt became the interim head coach because Sean Payton was out for a year. So basically you've got, what's interesting is you've got Joe Vitt who is now, so Joe Vitt's daughter is married to Adam Gaze. Taco man. <laughs> and then you've got, you've got Greg Williams and Joe Vitt who clearly they've called each other liars in open court. So clearly there's no love loss there. Then you add into that Blake Williams who has rubbed people the wrong way on every coaching staff he's ever been on that he's never been able to get a job on his own in a serious position. His dad always has to get him a job to get him anything and he rubs people up the wrong way which is why he wasn't retained by the Browns it's why he's never kept a job longer than a couple of seasons it is going to be absolute fireworks because you have got I can't see how Adam Gaze and Greg Williams are going to get along then you add Joe Vitt into that and you've got family loyalty there like it's going to be absolute carnage it's going to be like a tag team battle at the, at the Royal Rumble <laughs> Joe Vitt and Adam Gaze versus Greg and Blake Williams for the belt I just I, I can't see how it's all... And poor Jim Bob Cooter, who has <laughs> just come along, he's sort of in the middle of all this, along with... Oh, several, crap! <laughs> several other coaches. I guess he's going to be like the... Um, Jim Bob is going to be like the uh, Jerry the King Lawler commentator, which he's going to get a Jim Ross to go with him as well. <laughs> uh. So it's got absolute carnage. So I don't know how they've all ended up on the same team, but it's going to be hilarious to watch. So give me as much Jets content as you can, because... I'm excited. I think we need to hashtag get the Jets on hard knocks. 100%. I've got to see it now because as much as I really wanted the Raiders, this has swung it for me because you know it's going to be fireworks at training camp. Yes, sir. Right then. How long do you think we need for the uh, Murph on the Streets quiz stocks failure part of this podcast, Murph? Five, six minutes. All right. Five or six minutes. Okay. Right then. Well, we'll do the Kareem Hunt news. Kareem Hunt has been signed by the Browns. Uh, this came out of absolutely nowhere. No one saw this coming. It's a one-year deal for a million dollars, but also holds the right for 2020. Uh, I own Kareem Hunt in Dynasty. Murph traded him to me, and I don't like this as a landing spot. Murph celebrating, but you just got rid of Deadwood, and I took a gamble. Now, it means he's going to be back in the NFL, which is a good thing, because he is a talent. You know, I'm not saying that domestic violence is good by any means and it should be punished accordingly. But the Browns, man, you've got Chubb. Yeah, but you say that. It depends how long Kareem Hunt is going to be out. So Kareem Hunt is under the exemption list as it stands right now because the the commissioner's exemption list. So he's not allowed to participate in any footballing activity whatsoever. Now, when they conclude the investigation... And by the way, it's not one investigation they've got going on, it's three. There are three separate in, uh, investigations of violence that are being investigated on by uh, for Kareem Hunt. So one is the very public video that we've all seen and we all know he is. He's going to be found guilty of because 
from the video evidence, he, he is guilty. Right? There's no, there's no getting away from it. There's one with some violence in the bar, which is also incredibly strong evidence that points to uh, another crime being committed. And then there is a third incident, which I don't know that much about. Now, the league will want to set an example. The baseline for a domestic violence charge is six games. Now, I can see some sort of deal take place where Kareem Hunt will admit guilt. He will take his punishment. And I reckon the punishment for me, I think, will be set be somewhere for all of them combined, somewhere between eight and ten games. So I think he will sit for eight to ten games in the season. Now, as a Chubb fan in or a Chubb owner in Dynasty or Redraft... If it's eight to ten games, I'm not worried because that gives me time. That gives me eight to ten weeks of the season to use him. He's going to be a stud RB one. So, and then that gives me ten weeks or eight weeks or whatever it might be to work out what I'm going to do. Whether that's someone coming through on the waiver wire, we've got a better lay of the land. There's always someone that comes up through weeks four, five, six, seven that start producing that we don't know about at the start of the season. That's why the waiver wire is so important. So, it gives me time to pivot away without the hit to my numbers drastically. And when Kareem Hunt comes back, he would not have been in football for a year. There's going to be some time for him to get up to speed. He can't be in the practice facility, so he won't know. He might have the playbook, but he won't have worked with the players. He won't have the relationship with the line, with Baker, with the offense, with the coaching staff. So it's an interesting move. I don't see, depending on the ban, I think that's the key. If it's six games, I think it hurts a bit more. If it's eight to ten, I think... You're going to be fine until the playoffs with with Chubb. That's how I see it sort of landing out. So it's just a strange landing spot. But it's not in the fact that Dorsey drafted him at Kansas City. So it makes sense. He knows the player. um, And he doesn't care. He's got history. I mean, he took Kendricks last year. He's about to face a 25-year prison charge or whatever it is. (laughs) um, You know, he's he's always taken. He took Tyreek Hill at Kansas City. He's taken other uh, other players with questionable backgrounds. So that's never going to stop him. So... It's also where he grew up as well, isn't it, Cleveland? Yeah, he's got associations with Ohio. So, I mean, it might make sense to him, but we'll see what happens. I don't condone what he's done, and I also don't think he's going to be playing till at least November, personally, in in the NFL. Well, I don't know what to do with him now. I'm just going to put him on a barge and send him away, I think. Yeah. Maybe I'll try and throw him in with a Zeke deal. That's if the Zeke owner ever got back to me. (laughs) Now that's all the news, sports fans. Now, as we said earlier, this is the 50th podcast. Should we have a look at some highlights? I say have a look. It's not. There's no videos here because that would be useless on a podcast. Now, the first podcast, it was a Super Bowl, early mock draft, and something review. We got that right? Yeah, that's that's right. What do you want from here, me, Murph? You want my thoughts on it? Yeah, well, you talk through, like... Um what it was like in terms of doing it, getting started, what made you start the podcast. and All right, I'll get into it. So I got into fantasy football, absolutely loved it. I convinced my best mate to get involved, and he said, well, what's the point? I know nothing about it. And I said, well, neither do I. Let's just do it. So we started the league. And then I'd been listening to the fantasy footballers for a season and a bit, and I said to him, well, let's do our own one. And, you know, we'll buy a cheap mic and we'll plug it into the laptop and we'll record us talking about our league and a bit of NFL news and we'll do it at my kitchen dining table and it will be fun and that's what we did 
So we cobbled together a little bit of news information in a notepad. And I think it was week 10 we started. Week 8, week 10 of 2017 league. Yeah. So then, yeah, just me and Sparky ploughed onto it every Tuesday night. Because he's got darts every other night of the week. And then we, we just evolved. And then, I guess, you came along. When did you come along? Much later. <laughs> There's a big gap. <laughs> there, there, is, there is quite a large gap. Um, it's it, it's about eight, nine months. <laughs> yeah, that's almost another season. Well, it is, in, yeah. in fact, an actual NFL season. But yeah, you came along week one of this season? Yeah, if week one this season. Was that the first one you ever did? Yeah, so that you'd asked me on as a guest. Sparky left you in the hole. So you'd said to me, come on and uh, and do it on like a day. I think it was that day so it's like no notice at all I think it was like 11 o'clock in the morning sounds I was like, over at yours by 5 sounds about right Sparky tends to do six. that um, we sat at your kitchen dining table and we uh, we recorded um, which was good and we had good well record list numbers at the time if you can remember the number I, I like 30 it was 35 is that from the streets <laughs> no that was just the, the first that was, I think, the record high. I think Nick's was the highest before that. With like thirty-one, that was thirty-five people we had listened to to that. I think I had some friends who listened out. Of, uh, we've grown a lot since then. So that was only September. Um, literally, the first days of September it was. So, um, and then we just I came back the following week, and then I think I must have texted you again saying Sparky's let me down. Are you up for it? Yeah. And then I don't know when I just said, Murph, you're doing this full time. I need you. It was only it was only like a couple of weeks after that. It was really quick. It was like I was on for the second week. I did it remotely. I couldn't make it because, again, it was really short notice. I said, I can do it, but I have to be home. I think I had a food order. It was something like that. I can't quite remember all the details. And then you had Jack from the Kickers Matters podcast because I couldn't make the following week. Yeah, that's right. And then you said to me, look, I've really enjoyed the first couple of weeks. Let's just, just want to come do it um, more regularly. And I said, yeah, definitely. And you spoke to Nick as well. And created four of us and then from week four onwards I was full time and then locked and loaded yeah and then it's just it's been you and me for well not not every episode since then it's been quite a few that Nick's been on and then Sparky did a couple and one Sparky did one they did two because there's one I was on with him and then there was one that both Nick and I were oh, yeah of course so. sorry mate <laughs> stick it up for Sparky here <laughs> so yeah and then it's it's been you and me a bit of a transition so it's crazy how much it's changed. Well, we're now sat in a studio. I mean, you can say it's a garage, but we've got a desk and four mics and two laptops and a wall. Two walls. I built two walls and some shirts and soon-to-be web shows. Yeah. It's blown up big time. It's worth noting as we go through. I, I put this together um, because it's obviously... Stock's been on every single podcast, so I wanted to kind of get the opinions of each sort of milestone. So I've written just a couple of a couple of milestones as we go through and just get some thoughts on some topics and I'm going to chime in with a few and he's going to chime in with a, with a few and just reminisce and give you some ideas of some of the older podcasts that we've done. Um, My memory is Because even though it's not a lot of podcasts, it's 50, um, it is still significant. There's plenty of minutes that have gone into that and we'll highlight where you can find some of these because some of them are well worth going back and listening just for the sheer either comedy value or some of the facts and things that came out of it. The Christmas Day special is particularly good. Yeah. But we'll get into that in a moment. So our first ever guest, Nick, that was you. You came round to my house, and I think we did some waivers one week. And it, it, was, it was off-season, so I think it was... Was it off-season? Yeah, I think it was August. I was going through... 
Actually, I think you're right. I think it was people we should draft. I think that sounds that and sounds. I right. remember it got to about 40 minutes and Nick was giving me like a double waving hands motion. So I paused the recording and he was like, I need to use the toilet. And I've also run out of notes, so I now have nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, well, we'll just use the rest of mine and we'll, we'll get through to the end. And we... So it was, it was the 18th of August of, of last year, uh, so 2018. And the description of the episode is... Guest host Nick P from the OG League and Stocksy dive into their sleepers, hosts, and players they want to draft everywhere. We provide some news, updates, and thoughts on the Redskins running back group. That seems like a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Although August doesn't seem that far away when you put it in months, but when you consider we've broke new ground since then, it's mental. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, this was the this was the the short piece on. Uh, my first episode, so the 11th of September. Special guest Adam Murphy joins Stocksy on the podcast in place of Sparky this week and gives us his week one waiver wire pickups. And you titled it Week One Waivers and Murphy's Noisy Entrance. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know, I was I'm used to the, 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 the gentle, sultry tones of Sparky and then I got Murphy in my ears and it, and it was one of the sweetest sounds ever, let me tell you. <laughs> So we move on from our first civilian guest to our first ever professional guest, and it was a Mr. Luke Easterling. That was quite the first ep. Yeah, I mean, massive in the sense of actually having someone who does this for a living come on and talk about... We talked about, we did a really early view of the draft, like before anybody else. Um, so he also writes Bucks as well, which is pretty, pretty cool. Um, so this came out on my wedding anniversary, so... Um, little cue behind the curtain it wasn't recorded on my wedding anniversary i think my wife would have killed me mrs murphy um, would be happy. but yeah we it came out on the 29th of uh, november and a lot of the information in there is still very pertinent now um in fact maybe more so uh given some of the information that's come to light so uh definitely go back and give it a listen it was really eye-opening to have somebody on the line who taught professionally uh, and do this for a living and it was a, that was a real milestone moment for me i really enjoyed it and um, it was the start of the, it was the start of having two a week. Almost. Was it first of two a week? Well, no. So that that was a bit earlier on. So I I said to you, come on, we, we're <coughs> we're producing a weekly podcast with information that kind of goes out of date days after it goes live. So there's nothing for anything to go back and listen to. So people that have gone back and box it like fair play because some of this is like people to pick up in like week two yeah <laughs> it's like someone went to sweden and listened to 12 episodes of random season stuff in like props yeah absolutely like incredible so um i would just like to chime in here and say my phone is going off with a state of the uh i've got an alert it's and a I, calendar alert. i presume that's from the gmail calendar you've that, set up today yeah so murph and i's bromance has moved to a new level and we have a now shared joint calendar <laughs> i thought i'd let you all know that it's good it's just showing me that we've got an interview in a bit yeah <laughs> good interruption um so yeah the first of november of uh, 2018 so it was around week nine we did a a half season review we made our predictions for who would make the the super bowl um which again was quite interesting to go back and listen to do you have the details of who who we suggested in uh, do you know what i did funny enough i knew you were going to ask that as well and then i stupidly Lost did it. a clear out of slack and got rid of some of the some of the old content and um I, I, I remember none of us picked the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. So <laughs> I, I think I had Chiefs Saints with the, with the Chiefs winning it. And I think Nick was very similar. I think he had the Saints winning it. 
I think I had the Saints winning. I think we all were pretty. We all were either the Saints or the um, Chiefs. But we were good in the teams we picked for the Super Bowl. Then I think we got nine out of twelve, and most of them were in the right position. So, and we did call that the chart. The Colts were a sneaky late run. We didn't put them in, but we said they're the team to sort of watch. They're going to be hot on the heels, and we were um, we were spot on with that. So there were some good predictions in there. It's quite funny to to go back. Yeah. Okay. So we've got some favourites now. Favourite debate. Yeah. Yours is the Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson being proper quarterbacks debate. Yeah, and me saying they're not. <laughs> and I still, to this day, still handle that, that neither of them are proper NFL, like, quarterbacks. They're... Fantasy quarterbacks. Well, yeah. Well, one is. I'm still not convinced on Lamar Jackson. Oh, please, Lamar. <laughs> um, at least Josh Allen has fantasy relevance. Very true. Very true. <laughs> you know, we should have bought that Matt Black Bills helmet for the studio when it was cheap. Yeah. Because it is not now. No. Everyone sort of on the Josh Allen train. I, I still can't rate him as a proper quarterback, but um, I remember getting some looks from you when I kept putting him down early on in the season. Well, I represented, you know, he was my boy for the majority of the season, and then we called on him and he just exploded at the end of it. But yeah. my favourite debate has to be the great tight end debate. I knew you were going to put that, which is why I pivoted away. I mean, it was unbelievable. It's still going. I mean, we talk about it all the time. And in fact, we are going to be drafting super early, which I'm not a fan of, but in our joint five-yard rush, new dynasty NFL UK team, 1st of March, something like that, around that time. Yeah, I think it's going to be the week after. But yeah, it's... It's going to go down to the final seconds of our draft picks in the second, third, fourth round as to when we take a court tight end. We've got to take one within before the end of round four, Murph. We just have to. We, we will. We will see how the board plays out, and we will look at where there is value, and we'll look at relative value positioning of players, and we'll make smart choices since we have nearly eight hours to make a pick. Yeah, I hate that as well. Yeah. Eight hours gives everybody to do tons of research at the time on who's available. You should already know this stuff, yeah. guys. Just have a day's draft, two three minutes a pick, get it done, sort your lives out. Five yard rush out, mic drop. I'm done. <laughs> Favorite episode? Now I think we we've got it. Okay, so do you want to say yours or shall I just carry on? You, you carry on. So Murph has got his favorite episode as the tight end debate. It's a hard one to beat. I'm going to pivot and I'm going to say that my favorite episode was Joe Pizzapia's episode, just because that guy is so much fun. He's so much fun. In fact, we did an hour's talking and didn't even mention fantasy football when the guy's going to come back on and he suggested <laughs> it. So we didn't even have to badger him. So yeah, I just, I massively enjoyed Joseph P. And I think one of the reasons I did is by the time we did that one, I'm completely comfortable now talking to other people from the industry. So I don't feel pressured or worried about what I'm going to say or anything like that. So by the time I got to Joe P's appear, coupled with the fact he's an absolute dude, I just, I thought, I think that's my favorite app. Yeah, I, so I put him down as like my favourite guest. I think why I liked the tight end debate was it was, we kind of just went massively off-piste, and, and sometimes we go off-piste, and I guess that's why you like the Joe Pizzapia one, because... It was well off-piste. So we normally have um, content and things that are put together, and talking points and notes, and we're looking at, at, at some now with reminders of these, and um, I mean, I just quite liked it because we just went off the piece for about 30 minutes and just went back and forth and, and I think it came across and it's actually the, the episode I get the most feedback from from people is that episode was just fun. It was just a fun episode to listen to 
even if you didn't necessarily understand it entirely. It was like, yeah, it, this is this is good fun. I quite like the way these guys just go back and forth. Um, so that's quite. But my favourite guest was, which is the next category, was Joe Peterpier, and I and I, and I put also I put Ethan because. Ethan's just again a really cool dude. We had a lot of fun for very different reasons. Joe, because it was just absolutely brilliant. Um, Ethan, because it was um, it was more relaxed and it was just a really nice um, conversation. It really flowed, and it, again that went that went well over time. Like he was like, I can't really give you that much time, and then an hour and twenty minutes later, we're still speaking. I know the episode's not that long. We had talked a little bit before, and we talked a little bit after, and there was a bit in between um, that we paused. And I, I really enjoyed both. I mean, listen, all of our guests, Marcus Grant, Bobby Sylvester, um, Luke Easterling, uh, Sam Lane. Um, we've had guys on the Paul Brown podcast, I to kick a Charlie, uh, Fantasy Fam. We went on their podcast and uh, Kingy. Can't forget Kingy. That was uh, both times he's been on has been brilliant. It's not saying any of you weren't. It's just it, they've set high bars and I look forward to breaking and beating them. Okay. So my favorite guest, I've got two. One of them hasn't been on yet, but for personal reasons, he's going to be one of my favourite guests. And then, man, favourite guest. It's hard. This was hard. It is really I really hard. struggled. Really, really hard. Man, I'm going to say Kingy. I think the second time he came on, it was almost like he was here with us and just sort of balled along. And we had a, It was a good episode as well, the Rushies. And, yeah. yeah. So, Rich, get yourself down to the studio, son, because there's a seat waiting for you and... It's warm now, and it's going to be a blast. No, I agree. Go on. No, no, I, I couldn't agree more. It ties in with my my funniest moment, I think, was when Kingy and I were challenging each other on that Rushies podcast, and we were talking about kickers and talking about tight ends. And, uh, yeah, that, was, that for me was very, very, very funny. <laughs> um, I just sort of I remember laughing a lot in that episode. I laughed a lot in quite a lot of the episodes, but... I think that for me was probably the, the funniest moment. So my funniest moment was when we recorded the Fantasy Fam interview in the pub oh. and the random <laughs> fan started talking to you about the score on the telly, not knowing we were doing an interview in the pub. And Murph was like trying to wave him away and the guy, and then afterwards he turned around and said, mate, I'm so sorry, I didn't know you were on a video call. He was a top guy. <laughs> he just wanted to know the Arsenal score, yeah. which I was quite happy to tell him, but it was, uh, yeah, that, that was quite a funny moment. And one not caught on the podcast, which... Slight shame. <laughs> yeah. Now, greatest prediction. Murph's got getting Mark Sinches to be a... Well, get him on a team, essentially. I mean, we're going to claim that, right? 100%. We said in week four, all right, we gave a, a shorter timeline, but uh, I blame um, Sparky for not really activating the Twitter quick enough. But yep. when we started getting it out there, uh, he got a team. So 100% claiming that. It was a, a heck of a prediction uh, that he would land on a team. So quite happy with that. But I also put the Devontae Park wave of wire pick up. Because we said, pick up, um, I can't remember if it was like week seven or week six. It was somewhere around there. And we had to pick up Devontae Parker. He was playing in the Thursday night game. And he went off. He got like 16 points or something. And did nothing for the rest of the season. Sounds about Devontae Parker. <laughs> it was like the one week of the season where he produced. And we said, go and get him in our waivers. And I remember being a proud boy that day when that came out. So, Oh man, my greatest prediction. Do you have one backed up for me in case I don't remember one? We've had loads. We have had loads. Um, I do. I do have a couple. Okay. My greatest prediction. Now, there's a couple of DSTs I was pretty hot on. I'm, I'm struggling, Murph. I would say, and, and I think this is sort of a co-one for for both of us. But 
I think the one that was sort of the the best was um, we the Super Bowl preview show, and we talked about Jared Goff, and you said that you didn't think he had if if the game is left for him to throw to win the game, you didn't think he would do it. And I'll take that. And it was exactly how, how we it said. Worked. Yeah, no, I'll take that. Sorry, Jared, in your face. Highlights, Murph, you've got joining the pod, the guest, the laughs, loved the rushies and the Xmas special. You've just covered the entirety of our career together, so I've got nothing left. Behave, there's loads more. So my highlights, um, receiving a Chargers hat and my DT shirt from Murph at Christmas, that was a pretty special moment, um, both of which are now up in the studio. Well, the hat's on my head in the studio and the Thomas shirt's on the wall. They were both pretty good. Murph coming on. Got to be a highlight. Um, my son being born, I suppose, that was during the podcast season. That was hairy whether or not we were going to spin that week. Yep. <laughs> but the timing all worked out and you still, even through it all, you still you still recorded a podcast with your, with your boy being born. That yeah. That is impression. <laughs> that is just unbelievable. Yeah, five days old, mate, and I left you. I'm sorry, but Rush Nation needs me. I don't think there's anything. The Christmas special was absolutely banging. Yeah, loved it. Just loved all the guests. Loved the band of the topics. The food draft that was great. Absolutely spanked you in the. Oh, food draft. leave off with the food draft. I'm going to get you next year. I've got number one oh, pick because I lost. Yeah, let's, so. let's not forget as well the. Um, I forgot the highlight for the um, <laughs> the James Connor trade <laughs> live on air. It's not a highlight. What well, is for me? No, he pulled my pants right down. Oh, Bell's coming back. He's just going to be a handcuff. And yeah. Just stupid James Corner. Uh, anyway. Yeah, that's pretty much it for the highlights. It's been a good year. It's been a good 50 pods. It's going to be hard to top. No, it's not. It's Apparently not. it's not going to be hard to top. It's not. Because right. every, every time we get together, we talk, we just drop bars, as they say, in the rap industry. And, you know, the guests coming up good. The guests we've had are good. They're going to come back on which means it's a good product we're shipping out. We're getting it... You know, it's just... The more people we talk to, the more people enjoy the show, the more I enjoy talking to these people. And the only thing I would say is my wife is getting fairly annoyed at the constant time I'm on my phone communicating with the rest of the world. <laughs> my wife as well. So I'm sorry, Ems, but one day this is going to be... This is going to be us, and you'll appreciate me then. Yeah. Right, Murph, come on then. It's time to make me hit sound stupid on our podcast. <laughs> So, I put together a special Murph on the Streets for podcast stats. Okay. So, let's see how you get on. So, um, 50 podcasts. Yep. Can you... And there's going to be a number of different categories. So, I've split the 50 podcasts, including this one, into four categories. First, off-season podcasts. Then, regular season podcasts. Playoff podcasts. And then the second off-season podcasts. Okay. How many do you think are in each? Oh, my God. Okay, so... Uh, February 12th... Yeah. So we could also call the first season podcast the, the pre-Murph So the, the, the 50 podcasts are from the last Super Bowl review. Correct. Okay, so I'm going to go... So there was... Well, I could... The... the Post-season podcasts. Oh, there was guests in that as well, right? That's weird, because I would have just snapped straight at 16 there, but that's not true. I'm going to go 15 for the first off-season. Okay. 21 for... That's not enough. That isn't enough. No, actually, maybe it is. 21, so that leaves me 36. I've got 14. So 
post-season, I think there's five from Super Bowl week, there was five, so that's, and then last week, so that's seven, so that was, and then nine in the, in the, in the playoff bit. Close. So you actually got the first off-season and the regular season podcasts no, spot on, like, no. not, not quite spot on, you got the number right, which was 36, but it was 13 off-season, okay. 23 in the regular season. Okay. But we did 13 playoff podcasts. Christ. Is that including the five from the Super Bowl? Correct. Damn it. I got that the other wrong way around then. And I've only ca- and I've also included last week's Super Bowl review because we talked about it, even though technically it was recorded in the off-season. But it didn't involve any off-season sort of news. So um, I'm counting this one as the first podcast of the off-season. You just changed the rules on me mid-quiz. All right. But if you were off by one, I'd have given it to you. Okay, fair. How many different guests? Not guest appearances how many different guests have we had on including nick from the very first guest no so this excludes me nick in fact yeah it just includes me and nick so does jack from kickers matter count yes okay so there's one um four six man there's like five people at all 32 four but yeah Yeah, i was just exaggerating there's four of them (laughs) Uh, two from jack brown Brown. Yeah, but I'm just categorising them together. So Jack Brown, congratulations. Yeah. Fantasy fam, do all three of them count, or did just two yeah, of them count? Three of them. They haven't. Three, not all three have been on our pod, though. Yeah. Have they? For the Christmas one, they were. No, oh, that's true. Man, there's a lot. The eighteen. Close. Twenty-three. Never. Twenty-three separate guests. Wow. So we had twenty-three guests in fifty pods. The, okay, most played episode. Oh, see now, this was the Christmas special up until a little while ago. Yeah, it's been overtaken. I think Joe Peter Pier is the most played episode. It is. And Joe Peter Pier is the most played episode. We've had 266 plays as of midday uh, today. today. Wow. How many iTunes reviews have we had? Oh, you told me this the other day as well. 21. Correct. Yes! 21 oh, iTunes reviews we've on, had. The, on that though, Rush Nation, come give us a review on iTunes, a little five star, or anywhere really, but iTunes would be most appreciated. Send us a screenshot of your review and we will ping you out a five yard Rush Rush Nation badge. There's only 25, um, so there's not four left because we started doing it after. I think I've sent seven out. So If you have already written one, do get in touch and send us your review and we'll... Yeah. Send it out, and if you haven't, then get involved quickly, and uh, we'll get it out to you. For sure. Um, number of Twitter followers as of 1pm today. Oh, my God. Um, well, you would have told me if we hit 1,100, so I'm going to go 1,082. Close. 1,099. We hit 1,100 uh, about 4 o'clock. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Number of downloads all time as of midday today. Oh my god. I, I literally looked at this this morning and can't remember. When, that only includes the anchor ones when we switch platforms. I had the number, I screenshotted it from uh, Podbean from before. Okay, I'm going to go with 4,290. You're not even close. Way over? Yeah. I'm way over? No. Oh, well that's good then. <laughs> 7,660, which averages at 156 uh, 0.33 per episode and that's just downloads that's just that's downloads yeah wow 7,000 how many 7,660 as of midday today thank you very much Rush Nation 
Appreciate the love. Um, okay, two more. Number of podcast appearances, including this one, excluding guests from myself, you, Sparky, and Nick. So you want a number for all of us? Yeah. As in, like, for each one, how many yeah, appearances? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yours so... is pretty easy. Well, but that means I need to know, know exactly how many podcasts I've done. Well, this is the 50th episode. Yeah, but I did more before that. We don't count those. Okay, so I've of been... Of the 50 oh, that are then, available. So we've had 23 guests, but they're not all 50. And then I'm going to... Do you know, I think I've been on 82 episodes. Well, no, it's our 50th podcast. You've done 50. No, but... We forget the... Uh, we, I mean, talk about for our podcast. Right, okay, so yeah, I've done 50. So Nick's, of our 50 podcasts... How many have I done? I've done them all. Right. I'm like Bill Belichick, no days off. And then how many have I done, Sparky done, and Nick done? You have missed, I think, two. And then... What do you mean, and then? Well, I wasn't on the a certain amount before that. Well, I wasn't around. Oh, and then there was how many before I've forgotten? And the, you, 15, we, you've missed 15 close ah. so I've done 32 so you've missed 18 pods yeah well the first well you weren't here for the majority of the first the majority of those. I've missed two since I've been on staff okay yeah that's fine uh, Sparky how many he oh man he's done 17 14 oh Sparky where are you son come on get in the game and then Nick, Nick has done one with me and Sparky one with me on his own, one as a guest, one with you, maybe two. I'm going to say five. Seven. He did a couple of the Thursday ones as well. No, Half season review and the... Um, that's fair. Uh, we did another one the following week. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, he did seven. Right, last one. Okay. <laughs> this is the hardest of the all. No, of course it is, the way your chuckling suggests. What is the total number of minutes of recording time? Oh, mate, you never worked this out. I, I did. This is what took me, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> so what is the total number of play minute time, like, in minutes, of the previous 49 episodes before this? Well, How I'd... many minutes have we put on tape for people to listen to? Okay, so currently, as of recording, we're at 1 hour, 1 minute, and 34 seconds. We're excluding that from this. this okay. The previous 49 episodes that are on, oh, available to download. How many minutes? I've worked it to the second, by the way, as well. So, Christ, 50, uh, my head has just gone like marshmallow. Feel free to use a calculator. No, I don't need to. It's not going to help you. Okay, so, uh, 28,911. 28,000 minutes? Seconds, so divide that by 16, I don't know, 795 minutes. 2,605 oh, minutes and 40 seconds. I was good with a two. <laughs> Do you know what that equates to? So run that again. So it's 2,605 minutes and okay. 40 seconds. Right. That equates to 43 hours, 25 minutes and 40 seconds. We've done over a working, well, my working week together. Yeah. Congratulations. Or almost two full days. Mate, that's awesome. That's how much tape that we have of you and me and Nick and Sparky and guests and banter and facts and useless figures and there's so much of us out on the internet <laughs> <laughs> there's probably way too much that should be there so that's going to be far too long to, to work out but I did it so um, yeah that was my Murph on the Street section for the podcast you did better than I thought you would to be honest I'm, I'm impressed thanks very much I think I did better than I thought I was going to because I just thought you were going to show me up and I failed drastically getting stats but I didn't do awful no 
Find us, you know, we're available on all your favourite podcast platforms. Come at us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Five Yard Rush. We're available 24-7 pretty much. Murph and I don't really sleep much for different reasons. So if you need any fantasy advice, want to chat about random articles or topics, get in touch. We're both friendly guys. And if you come at us the wrong way, we'll get a little sarcastic with you. (laughs) That's just the sort we like to throw here. Thursday's going to be a good one. State of franchise. State of franchise. It's going to be an absolute monster, so clear your diary Thursday morning. But just before you sign off again, thank you for uh, sticking with us through 50 episodes or as many episodes as you've done. Um, We wouldn't be here without you. We really appreciate the support, the growing numbers. We get new listeners every single week, um, and those new listeners stay loyal, and we really appreciate it. We're up to sort of record numbers now. you know, we reached nearly two and a half thousand downloads in January and it's just going from strength to strength. So we're no longer just entertaining our family and friends, but there's strangers now listening and we hope you don't stay strangers for long, get in contact and that's it. give us some ideas and let us know what you want to hear on, on your podcast because effectively, yes, it's us that put it together, but without the listens, this wouldn't be where it is. So just even guest ideas, anything get in contact facebook twitter but a massive thank you because as we say to each other every tuesday this is the best day of the week for us to get together and have a chat and um put it on tape and for you guys to uh give us the warm feedback that you do so often it's it really blows my mind that we get feedback from all over the world and it's incredible and just thank you very much for listening and stick with us for the next 50 and the next 100 150 200 however many more of these we do um and please just be interactive because it's your podcast that's it and with that being said we've got another one to do so murph i'll see you thursday see you thursday mate rush nation see you thursday and as always don't forget keep rushing We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry champagne, 
Chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.